You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Melody. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Daniel. And we are back again to talk all things media. And guys, this is our 100th episode of the Screeners Podcast. All right. Yay! <laughs> 100. Oh, wow. Dang. We're pretty excited about that. It feels like it's been even more, really. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, to be fair, it only took us like six years to get to Basically. 100. Basically. So. <laughs> And we get to celebrate with a review of Tomb Raider. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a fitting review for the 100th episode. Uh, no, but actually, we are going to do something special for our to celebrate 100 episodes, but not in this episode. So you're going to have to find our bonus episode for that. But this one is 100. Before you go on, I do. Th- I have to say, if the people haven't noticed that Josh is not here, and yeah. I don't think anything could be more appropriate for our 100th <laughs> episode than Josh not seeing a movie. That's so right. here we are. Point. Yes. You do make a point. But Josh, we, we're going to miss you on this one. So join us for our celebration. We will try and get Josh on the bonus episode for that. But in the meantime, we have a packed full episode for you guys this time. And first of all, we are going to let you guys know if you missed the bonus episode where we revealed our Oscar prediction winners... We are going to officially do it on this episode as well. So, Daniel, tell us yes. who won. Yes. Daniel, don't make me live through this again. Oh, I'm going to make you live through it again. So, yes, we revealed it on our last episode on our reveal on our review of A Wrinkle in Time. But Chris and Melly weren't able to be here, and they are dying mm-hmm. to know who won. Because they didn't listen to our episode. I don't know why. Uh, you should all go and listen to it. But <laughs> We've been out of the country. Yeah, sure, sure. So, we're going to reveal it again uh, and I'm going to try to build it up as much as possible. Uh, we're going to start with the the screener with the worst score for our Oscars contest. And the screener, let's let's take a wild guess at who the worst score belonged to. That would be Josh. Uh, Josh had <laughs> Josh had the worst out of any entry. <laughs> um, Wait, this whoa. is a new Wait. this is a new low though, guys. <laughs> Hang on, you're not ready for this. He got six out of twenty four correct. Oh, uh, which is Josh. actually kind of really impressive uh, to get. <laughs> Six out of twenty-four. So congratulations to Josh. But Daniel uh, is was wasn't he the lowest of everybody, including on screeners? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. I so, feel like you guys need to stop. He's not even here to defend himself. Josh, I'm that defending makes it easier. You. There's there's no defense for only getting six. I don't know what would he say. <laughs> So I don't know. As as it's been well documented on this show, I, I am the one with the most passion for the Oscars, um, and I love talking about it. We did so many bonus episodes about the Oscars this year, but I did come in second to last. So oh, uh, so no, I got no. I got seventeen. <laughs> Therefore, it is worth it. This whole thing is worth it. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Now that I've beaten you, it's all that matters, Daniel. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I so got 17 out of 24. Seven, nice. Which is, bad, look, that's respectable, okay? I don't care what you guys say. So that's 17 out of 24. And then, including some of our, our regular contributors, um, the next one is Britton Meathy. He got 18 out of 24. Just edged me out. Nice. Uh, nice. Then comes a tie. Chad and Chris tied. Oh. I can't believe you tied me, Chris. Yes. Oh. 19 out of guesser. 24. 19 lucky out of 24. Lucky guesser. You're the lucky guesser. What are you talking about? Don't don't <laughs> no. take this away from me. 
That's sir. Fine. You all lost to our next regular contributor, my brother Tyler. He got 20 out of 24. <laughs> Melody won! And then Melody won <laughs> again. I, is this the this in a row? So it is so magical. So Let's all revel in this, this moment together. She got After 21 Chad, out of 24. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I had a good uh, feeling. I had a good feeling I, I was going to take this one. It. Because you smack-talked me and tried to convince me that I didn't win last year. That's and true. And so Daniel had to set the record straight on that and then i decided you know what i'm not gonna play it nice anymore i'm gonna take the win this year again and that's what i did <laughs> tell us your secrets awesome. melody How i do don't you... even have anything to say except i just hate your guts right now but there's oh this is such a great night i'd like to thank the academy and all people. <laughs> so how yes. what's your secret how do you beat us every year because i'm I'm the, I'm the one who brags about knowing all, everything about the oscars and i lose every time and it really makes me mad you hey Daniel, badly, don't don't Daniel, you don't you want to just ask me and Chris <laughs> no. and yeah. Britton because no, we don't. all beat you. I don't want to oh, know. Okay. I want to know Melody's secrets. Tell us how do I you do it? I don't feel like I can reveal that at this <sighs> time. Unbelievable. Sorry, I told but, you I'm a good test taker. <laughs> I do have to say, and we we shouted him out on our last episode. Our contest ultimately was not just what who of our listeners could do well. It was who can beat the screeners, and one person was up to the task. One person right. did beat Melody, and that is Stephen Keller. He got 22 out of 24, wow. which is crazy. That's that really is crazy. Good. If, impressive. If you get 22 out of 24, then we just have to tip our cap and yes. send you a Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, so he got oh, Lady Bird. but if you get 21, then you hate my guts. That's how yes. it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so. actually, no, Melody. I don't hate you. As long as Daniel doesn't win, it's all good. <laughs> That's right. As long as Daniel comes this in, as long as you know, the only thing would have been better is if Josh would have beaten Daniel, oh, and man. then yes. you would have been put in your place. And That's you true. Know, yes, it would have been great. Well, this is the annual screeners just hope Daniel loses <laughs> contest, and it's been successful three years in a row. So there you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we are looking forward to doing more contests like these. So thanks to everybody who entered. This was great. And even though I, uh, even though I had to be shamed and put in my place. And with that, we are going to move right into our review of Tomb Raider. I thought I saw that again. Laura, your father's gone. At some point, we have to face up to who we are, who we're meant to be. I think I know where my dad went. That's right in the middle of the Devil's Sea. It'll be an adventure. Death is not an adventure. What are you doing here, Laura? Seven years I've been on this island. Your father, he put me here. Now I see the likeness. Intelligence. What do you know about my father? All right, guys, we're going to review the 2018 remake of Tomb Raider. Uh, The IMDb summary is as follows. Lara Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared. So this is based off of the very popular video game franchise brought to the big screen starring she an Academy Award winner, guys? That's right. She is. My yeah. goodness. Alicia Vikander is uh, the title role of Laura Croft. This has got quite a cast, too. Walton Goggins is in this. I believe you're a big fan of him, Chad, if I'm not you mistaken. You better believe it. 
Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of promise here. This is based on the reboot of the video game, which is very interesting. This is a reboot movie based on the reboot of the video game. If you're following that, congratulations. <laughs> Sounds Nobody like else a formula is. for success. Yes, I think so. So I'm excited to hear what you guys thought about the movie. So let's go ahead and pitch it directly to Melody. What did you think about the reboot of the reboot of the movie? <laughs> I love that I game. get to kick this off and share my thoughts first. Okay, so, you know, I don't feel like video game uh, movies are in the same, like, sphere of fatigue for me as superhero movies. So I go in with hope for these movies, as much hope as one could have for a Tomb Raider movie. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like my expectations were met I don't feel like my expectations were particularly high, but I definitely had a fun time in this movie. To me, it was a cross between actually playing the video game Tomb Raider and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, basically. It's what, what I saw on the screen, um, but not as good as either of those things. Uh, but still, it was, you know, it was decently fun. I don't really know that I cared too much about the story, but it was visually entertaining and I, I will have to say, there were multiple times while I was watching this movie that I got kind of like button mashing stress or something, like feeling like I was actually playing a game, <laughs> which is funny because I never really played Tomb Raider itself, but other games that make you feel the same way. So, you know, like the stuff with the puzzles or just the way that they portrayed the action sequences and like her thinking how she's going to do certain actions definitely made you feel like you're kind of playing the game which I don't know if that's good or bad I my I guess my jury's a little bit out on whether that's good or bad but I enjoyed it for what it was that's my that's my very short statement on Tomb Raider enjoyed it for what it was which was a, a reboot of a video game movie reboot okay I don't even know what that means I don't either it's just there's a lot going on uh all right so Chad what did you think of Academy Award-winning actress Alicia Vikander as Laura Croft in Tomb Raider? Starting off with that question, I think she's the best thing in the movie, yeah, for sure. I think that her portrayal was grounded, and she definitely didn't phone it in. Her performance is physical, believe, yeah, very physical. I mean, she's in fantastic shape. I know she went through a pretty hardcore training regimen to do a lot of her own stunts, and there's obviously this character in the video games has to do a lot of fights with big, strong other characters and she's supposed to be kind of small and uh, and all of that stuff came across very well I think that the emotional moments that happen in the movie are, are certainly carried by her they're all squarely on her shoulders and that's really the only good thing I can say about this movie I don't know that I had any any expectations at all but but unlike Melody I can't say that I had any fun in this movie and I think that's probably my biggest overall criticism is that a movie about raiding tombs with you know magic and mysticism and a good cast and some some really good potential for for set pieces with a you know world of video games as its foundation really should be more fun than what this movie is it tries to take itself seriously and i do appreciate that because i think what makes this work is a more grounded approach but everything is deadly self-serious i mean there's one or two comic foil characters but they don't really have a lot to do and they're not in there very much there's just no joy in this movie i don't i wanted there to be uh i don't 
actively hate this movie. I, I just think it's just not good. I, I'll certainly never watch it again. It's it's forgettable. I think the tomb raiding in and of itself is very uninventive in this movie. I appreciated the fact like some of the video games they tried to bring that trope in like the puzzle solving and different things but the way that they showed it was in the most bland and generic way to me. I just felt like there was much, there was a lot of just kind of one area to the next area to the next area, like a video game, but not done cinematically enough to make it interesting to me. So I was bored. I think the CGI work was just kind of okay. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. There's some characters in here that that appear like Daniel Wu. I like his character. Without going into spoilers, I feel like he was completely underutilized, that there's a whole subplot with him that nothing happens with them. I'm not mad at this movie. It's just I, I expected it to be more fun. I expected the action. There is one good hand-to-hand scene in here that I thought was really well done, except it's shot in a really dark place, and it's a lot of quick cuts, so I don't think the action is directed very well. I just I just didn't like it at all, and so I went out kind of bummed, if, I, if I'm honest. So the pull quote for you would be, I'm not mad at this film. Uh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> or right. maybe I should be. Maybe you should be. Okay, Daniel, what did you think of Tomb Raider? I agree wholeheartedly with Melody. Uh, I think she said it exactly right. My expectations were met. And my expectations were certainly a little bit low, but, you know, I left this movie satisfied. So I definitely am am more positive with Chad. Now that said, I am not going to argue very much with much of anything that Chad said. Chad, I don't think you're wrong necessarily about anything. I just had more fun with it. That's that's really it. This movie certainly has so so many problems um and so i'm I'm definitely not going to defend it but uh, i i really did just have fun and and a lot of that is because of alicia vikander's performance she is so good here she is such a great action hero she she gives dedication and uh, you really feel every time she falls or gets hit or something you really feel it i think she just gives a really committed and emotional performance not not emotional not like there are deep emotions that she's feeling necessarily but just as she's fighting you really feel it so yeah i i think the action here is is for the most part really solid i think there are three or four sequences that were really enjoyable to me um the bike sequence in particular that is kind of near the beginning of this film I yeah. thought that was really great, and one of the highlights. I'll give of the you movie. that one. I'll give you that one. That's yeah. the best thing in the film. I agree yeah. with that. And so, and and that is a also a complaint is that the best action sequence was very close to the beginning. So that's an issue as well. But it was still good, uh, and there were other great action sequences as well. Now that said, really crappy writing. I d- I didn't actually care about the story itself. I was just kind of more into the action sequences rather than caring about why the sequences were happening. So that's definitely an issue. Uh, character development is, is kind of weak. There are certainly a few things that I'll talk about in spoilers that I couldn't believe how easily some things happened, but it was still good enough uh, to make it work, which isn't high praise, but it's still praise. Um, and then one last thing is, Chad, you said that, that the, the film is very serious. And I agree. I did play, I never played the original games, like as, you know, the the early ones, but I did play the reboots, the last two games that have come out. And I do have to say that the tone of those games 
it was exactly matched in this film. Uh, those games are super, super deadly serious. And so it, 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 uh, that made sense to me. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I've pl- I played that game as well, and it was great. Both of the most recent iterations of the game. It's more fun when I'm behind the wheels of that sure, character. Sure. For, for me, it was anyway. Yeah, I can't, I'm, like I said, I can't argue too much with that. Yeah, overall, not super high praise, but I enjoyed it enough that I would maybe want to see another one maybe (laughs) okay well cool so yeah for me I think I I fall a little bit in between Melody and Daniel I think I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit I think I enjoyed it a lot more when they were outside of the tomb as soon as they go, go into the tomb it became it becomes so derivative of like Melody said other things that we have seen on the screen, almost laughably so. Almost full-on concepts and ideas pulled directly from the Indiana Jones franchise, which I found a little bit disappointing and kind of silly because there's so much that they could have done and taken from the Tomb Raider world that they just decided not to even put in this movie. Took it, like you were saying, Chad, in a little more serious, grounded uh, way. And that I found disappointing. I was hoping for a little bit more fantastical events uh, to occur in this movie. And so for me, I thought, like you were saying, the the bicycle sequence at the very beginning, the stuff that happens in the city, getting to know her as a character, uh, and uh, the, the slow burn of the traveling to the island. But as soon as we kind of start putting all the puzzle pieces together, finding out certain things about her family's past and where they're going, and heading and the company and all that stuff I just couldn't really care a whole lot about and the tomb specifically was just a little bit of a letdown but if you're looking for a silly fun action movie you really can't do too bad with this Um, I think it's actually quite quite fun and uh, something that if you know you were wanting to pop on a, a fun movie on a Saturday evening or whatever at home I think it definitely uh, would be a good choice that you would you would find enjoyable if you're looking for an action film without too much uh, in the way of, like you were saying, emotionality or character development or any of that kind of stuff. If you're just looking for pure action, this has some pretty cool stuff there. So for me, I, I enjoyed it. I, I would definitely recommend people see this, especially if they're fans of action or fans of the franchise uh, as a whole. But as far as like a really great movie and it being something that is you should go see right now and and do it in the theater, I just I couldn't tell you that. I mean, you could skip this and probably have just as much memory that I will of this movie in, in a few weeks. Yeah, I agree with you that the first maybe, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 minutes, I was on board with this movie yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, potentially as being really good. It was like, okay, I like where this is going. And then it just gets, I mean, they, once they get to the island, I know we're going to talk about this in spoilers, but an overarching criticism I have is you mentioned how much I I like Walton Goggins as an actor. And I do, I think, you know, Boyd Crowder is one of the great characters of all time. And as the antagonist in justified the TV series, but he is a phenomenally good actor and they managed to make him one note and just kind of very uninteresting. It's like, this guy's great. Let's give him something to do other than just leer at the camera and they, they couldn't do it. Yeah, it's, it's, and I think it's, that's part of the writing as well. It's pretty it's pretty bad uh, just because, you know, it is so, this dude's just evil. We're just going to show you this, this yeah. man is evil yeah. and that's it. <laughs> We're not going to do much more than just say, you shouldn't like him. Nothing else yeah. interesting about that at all, unfortunately. But I think yeah. the writing, I think the action is strong enough and, and Elisa Vikander is great in the 
this role that I yes. do feel like if they just have a better script and and writing that can connect to the audience, that's why I'm saying I wouldn't mind I agree. seeing another one. So I, I'm hesitant because I don't want to see it. If, if the next movie is as good as this one, it will be a failure. I just really hope they can crack the story aspect of this. And I think they've got a good franchise. Agree with you on that. The, the problem is that they do set up a sequel uh, in this. Mm. The sequel they're setting up, I have literally no interest in. And I found that to be the most like ridiculous yeah. part of the entire movie. Yeah, that's um, rough. Yeah, that so for me, and we'll talk about that in spoilers too, because obviously that has to deal with the final moments in the movie. But it just it for me, I just it's unfortunate. I, I wish they would have delved a little bit deeper into the fantastical elements that is very present into in the video games, and they don't hardly push on that stuff at all, which is I found unfortunate. Well, and they just need to have more fun. I mean, you mentioned right. Chris that you yeah. think it's silly action, and I disagree with the the point that it's silly. I mean, it's silly what they do, but there's not a general sense of silliness. Uh, they they have. Like I, I said, mean, that, there, there's that, there, there's a sequence on a waterfall, my friend, that was pretty yes, agreed. But I don't think that's silly for comedic effect. I think they're trying to make that <laughs> thrilling. It's ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> okay, that's what I mean. That. We can that's talk about I mean. that in sports. Okay, may, may, maybe I should say it's ridiculous than not silly. Maybe I'm using the wrong word. Ridiculous action. Because that's, that's really the first time where I really started to get off the train. I was like, oh, okay, and then this other thing happened, and then this other thing happened, and I was like, okay, this movie has no idea what it wants to be. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that, though. I, I, I like that. Okay, this is where we're going, so we can... Because I felt like they were they were being more grounded in the, you know, in, in the city, in London. This is reality. But once we get on the island, we're going to get more and more crazy with the action, build up to something insane and something unbelievable that they never really built up to i felt like the ending was just really kind of a you know it ended in a puff of smoke and it didn't really do much unfortunately yeah um, yeah, yeah. all right so uh let's go ahead and go around and give our screeners rating system which is should you rush out to see this in the film in, in the theater right now uh should you wait to rent it at home should you wait to stream it on netflix something you've already or, or a service you've already purchased and buying right now or should you just skip it all together melody what do you say about tomb raider I feel like you could enjoy this at home and that you, you wouldn't really miss anything. So, you know, there's probably better things to see in the theater, but movies are fun in the theater, too. So go see it if you want. <laughs> go, go see it if you want. Wow. All right, Chad, what, what, what say you? It's not a hard skip, but I don't think it's if we're, if we're just doing it on a scale for me, I don't think it's rental worthy i think i would wait and stream it when it comes out on netflix or hulu or amazon okay all right and uh, daniel how about you man this one's right in the middle for me between theater and rental there's just not a lot else in the theater right now I i don't think you know you've you've already seen black panther uh, Annihilation's already gone. I, I'm not sure what else is out right now that that's better than this. So it's, yeah. it might be worth a trip to the theater, but it's it's certainly not going to lose anything when you rent it. It'll be it'll be totally fine at home. Yeah, and I agree with you, Daniel. I'm echoing you. If you're looking for a fun, silly popcorn movie to see right now in the theater, it, you've already seen Black Panther. Uh, yes, this is definitely something that you'll enjoy. I mean, it's either this or I can only imagine. It's kind of up in the air. <laughs> well, hey uh, now, there you go. Uh, <laughs> And then, now, hold on, the green, <laughs> Gringo. Just, just don't sleep on Gringo. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, so yeah, uh, I, I would say go see it in the theater, or if you'd prefer, you won't lose much by renting it when it comes uh, on iTunes or, or any of your other rental uh, platforms. 
Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into spoilers for Tomb Raider. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. All right, Chad, you mentioned something that you wanted to talk about in spoilers, and I don't remember what it was. Do you? (laughs) Very much like this movie, I think I've already forgotten what it it was that we were going to talk about. Well, let let me bring up something that I was going to talk about. I've kind of alluded it to, but I just found it disappointing that there was no actual fantastical elements in this. There were no zombies or crazy, like... Uh, monsters or whatever that actually, I mean, the closest thing we got was the scientific, like, oh, this is, uh, it, it turns you and, and it kill, like, turns you to a zombie real quick and then kills you. Like, you, you get infected or whatever. But that's the closest thing. And it was more of a scientific uh, explanation rather than a fantastical one. And I was like, oh, that's kind of disappointing because that feels like where this Tomb Raider's going, trying to be more scientifically grounded. Did that bother anybody else? Were you expecting to see giant monsters or anything i mean it didn't it didn't bother me again i i can't make too much of an argument for it but i I, it worked for me i kind of appreciated the fact that stuff happened you know that all those things all those clues that they were reading and all the myths were technically true they just meant something something else and so they just you know it's just talking about a disease instead of whatever you know spirituality or whatever it was so You know, yeah. I kind of liked that. I don't know. They they kind of pulled the rug out from under us, kind of surprised us a, a little bit. It's not that. It's not like a big twist or anything. But I don't know. It worked for me. Yeah, and I actually liked it too. I I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't going to be just generic monster number sixty seven. Sure. Um, and so true. I did like that. I didn't like the fact. I didn't like everything that led up to that though. Uh, going back to what Melody had mentioned earlier about liking some of the game mechanics, I, I was I agree with that because I was conflicted. I liked the yellow and blue make green. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> you know, I I really did like that resolution. Yes. But all of the stuff that led up to that, I I just. I I couldn't care less and I, I think the more I more I think about it Chris when you mentioned the airplane sequence in the waterfall specifically and I think that's what I was talking about earlier yes is leading up to that point the movie it clearly had really bad writing and the dialogue was ridiculous but I was still into it I still cared when they first made the breakaway from the camp I was in it I was like yeah get away now this movie you know it's coming to life here we go and then when it gets to that airplane sequence at first, when she just grabs it and she goes over the waterfall and and then has to reach out and grab, that was thrilling. I loved that. But then once she gets on the wing and then everything that happens once she gets in the cockpit and how it falls over and all that, yeah. all of a sudden I found myself in a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. And so hey. that, that was a... <laughs> what is wrong sorry, with that? Yeah. <laughs> And so, so for me, the tonal shift was so hard and so quick that I couldn't... I, I just couldn't get on board with it from that point. And literally from that point forward, it just got more and more 
boring and just kind of samey. Not to mention the way that her dad shows up. Oh, like there's terrible. this big fight and then her dad's just looking that there and then they dumb. climb a cave so and chase the rope and then he's this hermit yep. in a cave and that somehow sucked. has made a cork board. That's, That's the, the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever that seen. That especially <laughs> sucked because that scene right before that where she has her first kill, I thought was really good. I, I, that I agree. scene was good. I agree that was you were the saying fight it, I was talking about. It was about. Pretty, pretty dark. I agree with that. But yeah. I thought that was so good because especially because of her performance because of how she really made you feel how terrible it is to kill somebody. I mean, yes. I, I really like that and then all of a sudden, oh look, there's her dad just standing there. Cool. <laughs> and a really and, bad like wig and yes. like just not oh. well done at all. <laughs> and then it's he makes so her chase bad. the rope and she has to scale the rocks. Come on, man. So dumb. So dumb. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, that that was one of the the most angry that I that was that was the most angry I got at the movie, except for in the final climactic fight between Laura and Wal- Walton Goggins. I-, I thought that was terrible as they're running out of the cave and they come to the ladder. And then she doesn't just... I thought th- there's so many different things that they could have done instead of just having a fist fight on the other side of the ladder. And then she just kicks it down which makes no sense at all. They could have had this really interesting showdown on this ladder where they're trying to be really careful and not falling off and all this stuff, but instead they just she just kicks it down and screws herself over instead of just running across. It was just so stupid. Well, no, man. She doesn't screw herself over. She has that that uh, that climbing axe, dude. She can <laughs> jump over that sucker and oh. then run out at the last possible moment where everything's crashing so down dumb. around yeah. her. I, I feel like I have to double down on the action direction in this movie. I, there were a lot of quick cuts and a lot of really shaky cam. It was hard to follow what was going on, except for that bike sequence, which was so great at the beginning. I didn't feel the continuity to be able to tell what was happening from, from moment to moment overall. So it's hard to, it's hard for me. It was hard to care about it as well. Melody, do you want to talk about the um, uh, Indiana Jones references at all in the end of this film? I mean, I, I feel like th- they're pretty obvious. I'm not sure they need to be discussed. Uh, well, I know. I just meant like the, the fact that they, because we weren't able to do talk about them specifically in the review. I was just wondering if you wanted to talk about about them more specifically here or not the the book that she brings along with her and the the bridge that they all have to cross it was just it, the book thing was particularly disappointing to me because that's her like father's journal one of right? my favorite scenes in last crusade and i'm like why are they, why are they stealing it it's not even funny stop it yeah they lifted it did that did that like really irk anybody else like i felt like this is theft i feel like it's almost like lazy just lazy uh, Go with this. I like where you're going. Yes, lazy <laughs> writing, it's just it's, thievery. It's, well, not just lazy yes. writing, but it's 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 literal. Like, what is it called when plagiarism. you steal somebody else's plagiarism? plagiarism. Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't that what this was? I mean, could you say it was anything else? It was would anybody else sit there and think, boy, this isn't a direct reference? Not only reference, but just using this plot moment when the father says, "Well, at least you know they no longer they don't have my secrets here," and I. He should have said, "I should have given it to the Mox Brothers." You know what I mean? Like that—that that, it's just so weird that that whole that whole plot was even there. It just seems so strange to me. Uh, offensive, I would almost say. Agreed. So, that bothered me, and then of course the tomb stuff too. The fact that you know, like the all of the trials they have. There's there's three trials in order to get to the the final thing, and you know the the floor falls away, and the you know they've got the spikes that come out. It just seems so like, man, what the heck? Well, the I don't Tomb know Raider, how you would have done it otherwise. I mean, that's that's the Tomb Raider game. No, it's really. not. There's so many other great things in the Tomb Ra- in the, the reboots that you guys we we've played. 
you know that there's more clever things in those video games than there were here. Anyways, I, I just found it infuriating. They didn't like just take a couple of those ideas rather than try and steal something that was so iconic uh, from you know another franchise. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But anyway, there it is. Not really worth getting uh, too upset or angry yeah. over, but it was just like, what? So you guys Why? tell me Why again how much you like this movie. I think I'm finally pulling you over to my side. <laughs> No, no, no. I, no, I still whatever. I still enjoy it, but there's there's these moments that are just infuriating. It's still fun. Like it's still I still left the theater satisfied, even though there's so many problems here. Right. The action is just good enough that it I don't know. I I, I can't defend it too much, but it's still a fun movie. I'm it with is you, totally fun, minus the fun. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed our review of Tomb Raider. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our top three. Three. Two, one, the top three. For our top three this evening, we of course wanted to pick something that relates to Tomb Raider, like we always do with our main event. But everyone talks about their favorite video game movies, or lack thereof, because they all suck. But so, <laughs> and I think we've already done a top three. We weren't exactly sure. We couldn't. Uh, did anybody look back in our archives if we've actually done this or not? Anybody? I didn't sure. look back in the archives, but I'm 99.9% <laughs> sure that we did. <laughs> Good enough for me. That works. So, in any case, we're not doing our favorite video game movies. Chris had a great idea to change things up a little bit. So, today, we're picking our top three video games that should be made into movies. Video games that we want to see adapted into movies. So, we're going to give our picks. They can be any video game. As always, we have no rules. Uh, But I do specifically want to hear why you think this video game would, would be a good film. All right, so we are going to start with the man who picked this topic, Chris. There we are. All right, so my number three is a Tom Clancy property, and I used to love this video game. I played it with Chad when I was in college several, several years ago, uh, and that is Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Yeah, you did. I think Splinter Cell would make an awesome movie franchise maybe even a television show it would uh, it would be definitely very very cool so uh, i enjoyed those video games and i think it could make a very good movie because it's not really tied to any one like plot point or whatever it's just more of an idea that could work uh, in multiple different places uh, and over periods of time so for me it's splinter cell number three very nice. I've never played any of those games uh but i know that they've been talking about adapting them for a long time i don't know if it's ever yes. going to happen I doubt it. It doesn't seem like it will, but you know, I think it'd make a good television series. I, I'd seriously love to see. I mean, I know they're making Amazon is making the um, Jack Ryan yeah. uh, television series, so that may be. I don't know. It might be fun to see that character uh, even in the Jack Ryan series, which uh, would be neat. So, yep. who knows? We'll see. Interesting. All right, Chad, what is your number three video game that you want to see turned into a movie? This is the one where I show my age. And so in 1985, (laughs) where most of you weren't born. Yes, Pong. (laughs) Pong could be riveting. I hate you guys so much. In 1985, where I'm assuming you guys weren't alive, or if you were, you were... Nope. Shut up. What are you... So... I'm glad that you you don't think we were I don't know how old you guys are. I just know I'm way older. That's where I I am. But um, I was 10... And my favorite game at that at that time of life was a game called Ghosts and Goblins. And it was extremely difficult. 
and it was a side-scrolling platform game by Capcom where you're dressed up as a knight and you're going through and it's essentially a medieval Ghostbusters. Your job is to get rid of all the ghosts and goblins. So for me, what I did for my top three is in addition to the pitch of, of why it should be good, I attached the director that I think should direct it. And so Ooh, nice. for me, I want a Ghosts and Goblins directed by Sam Raimi written by Edgar Wright mm. or maybe starring Edgar Wright with just crazy fun violence and creatures and a night, uh, you know, the comedic beats from that universe like, uh, you know, like the Edgar Wright world would do. So for me, that's that's my number three. Cool. Awesome. Very good pick. Was that the game that they were playing in Stranger Things season two? Are you, are you, are you talking about the animated movie they're playing in the arcade? Yeah. Oh no, no. that's that's, oh, that's Dragon right. Slayer, okay. I think. <laughs> that's yeah. Dragon. No, this yeah. is not the yeah. same. Guys, I wasn't around then. I I, I don't know these things. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I didn't know either, Daniel. Please, okay. thank you. Please don't don't do that anymore. You'll just <laughs> it's not good. All right, Melody, what is your pick for a video game you want to see turned into a movie? All right. Well, I'm pretty excited about this category. I actually had thought of it in my mind before Chris suggested it. So. I Bam. know that you guys don't necessarily. Chris credit. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Wow. I, whatever. I hey, just Melody, you already won the Oscars thing. You don't have to rub it in our faces, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm glad that you brought that up. No, because I thought of it while we were watching Tomb Raider. Like, oh, it would be fun to see this turned into a movie or whatever. That's why it was in my mind. So anyway, so the first... When I first was going to think of my top three, I just thought of my top three favorite games to play. But one of them, I can't I can't really justify how it would be a good movie. So I can't use it, even though I it's it's the best game. Age of Empires. You're welcome. <laughs> so I had to pick a different one for my top three. So my, top, my number three is not a game that I have personally played. However, it is a game that I have watched being played a lot and all the iterations of it. And I feel like I have heard rumors that this actually might be made into a movie one day. And that is Metal Gear Solid. Not sure if you guys played this, but I watched my brother play this game, all these games for lots of years back in the day. And I'm pretty sure I watched, maybe Chris, did you ever play these games? Or is this just my brother that I'm remembering? you, You must be joking me right now. You yes. played, yeah, you played Metal Gear Solid with Snake I, and all that, yeah. So, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't remember the years blur oh, together. Mostly I watched my brother play these games. This series led to a very expensive purchase at my home by your husband. How yeah, could you forget this, I can't this, believe Melody. you don't remember this. What? Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's oh, yeah. right. <laughs> I forgot that was yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Okay, anyways. Well, I I feel like my brother told me at one point that this might actually be being made into a movie. But uh, the reason it would be a great movie is because it's full of adventure and suspense and double crossing and mystery and all the things that make a great movie. So Metal Gear Solid, that's my number three. You're welcome, Steven. That was for you. That, that movie would be insane. Uh, and good. it is being made right now oh, uh, in production. I, I, I don't believe that at I all. I promise. So Jordan Vault Roberts, who did Kong Skull Island, is directing Metal Gear Solid. He's huge, a huge fan of the games, uh, huge, a good friend of, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Hideo Kojima. 
Yes, that. Uh, so they're they're good friends. So yes, he's making the movie. It's his next project. There you so, go. I'll believe it when I see it. My brother's I... been talking about this for like ten years. So oh boy. So uh, for my number three pick, well, actually, first for how I approached this list, Chad mentioned this in our in our Slack channel as we were discussing this topic. I'm I'm not sure that I'm really on board for most video game adaptations. Stories in video games are so much more immersive because you're in them, you're playing them, and so whenever you translate it to a movie, I think there's a reason that there hasn't been a really great video game adaptation yet. So so that's just kind of a caveat for my list because even though I, I did participate, I made a list, I'm really nervous if I hear that any of these, any games that I love are being turned into a movie because I just don't want to see them screwed up. That's my big caveat. Uh, the other thing is that I don't play a ton of video games. I've really only played the major, major titles. So I don't have, you know, deep cuts on here. So for my number three is the deepest cut that I have. And, and that's a, a small game from a couple years ago called Firewatch. Did any of you play that? I did not. That's like a walking simulator, right? Uh, it, it kind of, kind of. Um, and that's kind of why I picked it. It's, it's, uh, it would be very different from any other, from most other video game adaptations in that it's not an action game at all. It's really just kind of, it's a short game, uh, yeah. just kind of in the life of a, of a guy who's a, who works in the national parks as a fire watcher. So it's really got amazing character development, a really great story, and and no real action. So it, it could just be a great drama, a great drama, dramatic film um, instead of a, a big action thriller or anything like that. I think that would be a very, very good movie. All right, so that's my pick. We're going to go back around to Chris. What's your next pick? So uh, I loved Chad's idea. So I'm going to go ahead and attach a director to this next film. I think Guillermo del Toro should direct Bioshock. Hmm. I think that would be absolutely wonderful and fantastic on every single level. So for me, Bioshock, Guillermo del Toro, make it happen. Well, they've been talking about making a movie about that for years, but Gore, I'm trying to remember Gore the director. Gore Verbinski was supposed to direct a Bioshock film years ago, and um, they just never it never actually got off into production. Yeah, I think they you're were right. about they were close to it, but they never really did. But I just think. Because it's so, such a uh, an atmospheric, amazing-looking half of it, maybe even ninety percent of that movie would be the you know the production design, and um, I think uh, it could really, really be cool in the hands of someone like Guillermo del Toro. He won't do it, obviously now, especially since he's a Academy <laughs> Award-winning director. Uh, so, but yeah, awesome, great pick. All right, Chad, it's to you. So, believe it or not, my number two pick is also Bioshock. Bioshock. Oh, that's why you were so quiet. Yeah, yeah. Bioshock is my, maybe my favorite gaming experience of all time. Yes. Uh, the story, yes. the atmosphere, all was great. I actually thought about putting Del Toro in there, but the more that I thought about it, and I don't want to spoil the game and I won't, but because of the way that time works in this and the flashbacks and the different kinds of things that mean other things and so forth, the person that I want to see direct this, again, will never direct it, obviously, is Chris Nolan. Yeah. I think his his eye for style and the way that he makes things fit together that oh, are puzzles, man. I think is perfect <laughs> yes. for this movie. So for me, a Christopher Nolan version of Bioshock would be on point. I mean, mm, yes, that would, I, that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> would you kindly please make that happen? please? <laughs> yes. Awesome. I've, I've only heard amazing things about Bioshock. I've never played it myself. All right, Melody, what is your next pick for a video game you want to see turned into a movie? 
Well, it is not Bioshock, although that was definitely on my short list, but I figured that you guys would have it on yours, so I didn't pick that one. I picked one of my favorite games to play, Portal. I know that uh, it's not a full game, but, you know, I was definitely one of the only first-person shooters that I... I actually really enjoyed and played and all of that. And I feel like I have a vague memory of seeing some like short film made with like the portal mechanics. Is that a thing, Chris? Dan Trachtenberg. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got him all the meetings that led to 10 Cloverfield Lane. That is right. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, I remember that that I had some vague recollection of that being cool, but I would love to see a full, a full movie of it. Not only because the mechanics are cool, but also just, Portal is very, it's funny and clever, and I feel like that cleverness could be taken into a cool movie, and that's why I would like to see it. Good pick. Mm. Awesome. Great. Uh, And so my number two pick is a a very obvious one, uh, and that's The Last of Us. That's that's probably my favorite game that I've ever played. Uh, It's incredible. It's really cinematic and really strong characters. Uh, But again, if if a if a movie was being made about this, it would make me really nervous because even though the game is so strong as a movie, we've seen films like this before. It's a zombie film. It would be a zombie. It's a zombie game, post apocalyptic, and all that. So I they've been talking about making a movie about it for years, but uh, could be interesting. No. Yeah. Have you, have you guys played The Last of Us? I have. It's my it's in my top three of all time for sure. And I'm with you, Daniel. As much as I like the idea of that game being a movie, I feel like unlike other potential films coming from a game, that one is very close to playing a movie. And so I just don't know what else, you know, that they could do to make it, you know, make it stand alone. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chris, we are back to you. What's the number one video game you want to see turned into a movie? Well, I feel like a lot of the beats uh, happen already in another film uh, that I, I enjoy quite a bit. But I'd love to see the more fantastical elements of the video game come to life. And I'd love to see the same kind of director slash directors do it. So I'd love to see Quentin Tarantino and Eli Roth team back up for Wolfenstein, the movie. <laughs> um, I think that would be so great. Like the more quirky, crazy Nazis have won the war and we're, you know, we're, we're back in the 19, you know, wherever it is, sixties or seventies or even eighties with the Nazis having taken over the world. And there's a small resistance that have to rise up and it's super, you know, quick shots and, you know, fun and funny, but ultra gory and all that kind of stuff. I think it would be so much fun uh, and uh, just a romp that could, they could have a lot of fun with, uh, with the more fantastical elements of, uh, of Wolfenstein rather than Inglorious Bastards. So, anyway, that's uh, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. And to you, Chad, what is your number one video game adaptation you want to see? My number one is a, a, another game that has had various iterations throughout the years, and so I'm not really married to you know which one, if it's a numbered sequel or if it's just the universe. Probably leaning more towards the universe, but. I very much enjoy the post-apocalyptic world of Fallout, and I like yes. the idea starting in Fallout 3, uh, where you're waking up in a bunker, uh, you know, after the the fallout, you know, has happened, the nuclear fallout, and the person that I want to direct this 
is a guy I want him to write it and direct it, and I know I feel like he would absolutely crush this, and that's Matt Reeves. You know, he's just done this trilogy of the Apes films, and he can do this world building in such a great way, and he understands action and tension and stakes, and I think he'd be perfect match uh, for this property. So, Matt Reeves and Fallout. That, that yeah. would be great. Awesome. And Melody, what's your number one pick? Well, I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone who knows me, but it's the one game franchise that I have strangely played. I think I've played all of them and love a lot. Uh, God of War. I really like those games. Really have a lot of fun with them. Would love to see a movie based on them. Although, you know, it wouldn't be anything brand new to the world of movies based on Greek mythology. But still, it would be fun to see Kratos battling titans and stuff on the big screen. It'd make me happy. I'd buy a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I'm going to be honest with you. When you first said that, you said uh, nothing new to the world of movies, and I thought you said to the world of boobies. <laughs> which is which would true. also be accurate it's both, it's for, that movie, that, for that, that game. That is true. That That's is true. true. It's a little out of control. But still, it's also a great game franchise. Just saying. It is. I'm excited about that new game. It looks, it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for my number one pick, uh, it's a game series as well, and, and definitely my favorite game series uh, of all time, and that's the Uncharted series. Just a really fantastic action-adventure game, not very dissimilar to uh, Tomb Raider. The, the issue is we've seen these stories before, just like I said with The Last of Us, uh, very reminiscent of Indiana Jones and, things, and Tomb Raider itself. So I think it could be really cool because the character of Nathan Drake is great, uh, and the other characters are are fantastic lots of great action so uh we'll see it's it's uh, also out of any of the films mentioned it's actually the closest one to being a film um sean levy is directing an adaptation of those games with tom holland playing young nathan drake so oh that sounds y- awful yeah why so well i'm i'm down for young nathan drake i think because that would kind of make it um, that would that would separate it from indiana jones a little bit um, being a younger character, but Sean Levy as director definitely worries me because he's not done anything like that except for like the Night at the Museum movies. So mm, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not not super excited about that. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think Tom Holland would be a great young Nathan Drake. All right, so those are our picks for video games we want to see turned into films. Did you guys have any honorable mentions, Chris? Yeah, the one that wasn't mentioned. Um, I would love to see an animated version of Zelda. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential storytelling stuff that could be really cool there. Um, but on an animated level, like a kid's uh, adventure, um, maybe even more towards like Hobbit time kind of stuff, even if it needs to be like that way, you know, it could be live action, but a lot of um, CGI characters and more aimed towards kids. I think the Zelda franchise uh, could definitely be cool. And I had Fallout as well on my like number four or number five because uh, I really would love to see a Fallout film. That would be great. Awesome. And Chad, any honorable mentions? I had two. Uh, one was it's a um, kind of a futuristic but in the past dinosaur adventure fighting thing called Turok. Oh, man. And yes. that's one I'd love to see Guillermo del Toro direct for sure. Oh, man. Um, even though Chris hates Pacific Rim, I think he does good with the big beasts. So uh, that was one. 
The other one, and I didn't actually realize that this had to be video games. So one of my favorite current board games is a game called Secret Hitler. And it's one of those social games where uh, one person is Hitler, but nobody knows who he is. And then there are fascists and liberals that are trying to oust one another. And so my pitch for this, and since it's just, uh, hey, we're just having fun. So I would like to see Alex Garland do this movie and it become a time travel situation where they go back to the time where Hitler's trying to rise to power. And so it becomes a sci-fi kind of thing where the stakes are, you know, messing up the future and we're trying to find out who Hitler is and we don't know. And so, yeah, so there you go. Alex Garland. There you go. Do it. Whoa. That's you a put lot. a lot of thought in that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I did, man. That's, Dedication. I did. I you need to I keep did. those to genius ideas this, to yourself, Chad. This is this is this is the yeah. quality that you expect from the Screeners podcast, ladies and gentlemen. He goes yes. the extra mile. Mm-hmm. If somebody makes that, I better get my check. For real, that's nobody right. better <laughs> steal that from Chad Guyton. That's his. My goodness, man. Very good, Melody. Do you have anything as well thought out as that? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Zelda was my was my runner-up. It was going to be my number three until I remembered Metal Gear. So, uh, nope. Bi- Bioshock and Zelda were my two. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I had no I had no honorable mentions. I don't play enough games to know enough about what I want to see adapted. But uh, you know who who does have ideas about what should be adapted? And those are our listeners. Uh, we got some feedback on social media. Uh, so, uh, on Twitter, some of our, our followers had some ideas, Wayne Webb, he says that Uncharted should be made into a movie. And I agree as well as the last of us, this guy's smart and, uh, horizon <laughs> zero dawn as well, which, uh, a more recent video game. Hey, that's a great game. That's a good pick. He's right. That's a very interesting world. Absolutely. So, uh, then, uh, we had Stephen Keller who we already mentioned won our Oscar contest. He also says the last of us. Then he says legend of Zelda would be good as well. Uh, as well as Gears of War. Mm-hmm. And he also says that he would include Batman Arkham Asylum, but uh, he thinks that might be cheating. Yep. Uh, even though it's a great game series, that would be they could make a cool movie, but uh, I'm, I'm already disillusioned. Oh, yeah, no, that. that would be that would that'd be so, so jam-packed. But maybe, maybe with the right director, it could be cool. I don't know. I love those games. Those yeah, are wonderful games. Amazing games. They are. Yeah. Uh, and the last one we had was Trevor Hancock. He says Uncharted, Legend of Zelda, and Fallout. I had some on, on Facebook. Uh, Matt Davis said he'd like to see a, a Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the fourth one that Activision did. Hmm. He said, and I'm quoting here, Activision has always done well with their storylines. And so I don't think always is right. But yes, <laughs> they do have some good stories for sure. Aaron Weatherford said, mine has already happened. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest then, video game movie of yeah. all time. Uh, and then James Morgan said, A Boy in His Blob from NES, God of War, and Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver. Which, that actually has a really cool narrative. So, that yeah, that, those are some good picks. There. Hey, I just, we should mention real quick, they are making a Mario game right now, just so everybody knows. Uh, it is a... Mario movie, you mean? Sorry, yeah, Mario game. Yeah, Mario movie. It's going to be an animated film from the same guys who did... Uh, Oh, what was the Pets movie? Oh, Illumination. Minions. Yeah. Illumination Studios. Yeah, those guys. Uh, they're they're making it right now to coincide with the opening of the Universal Studios Mario Land in, I think it's Japan. So that is actually happening. Could be It'll cool. Be I, I think Illumination's a good studio for that. All right. Yeah, no, it could it could be good. We'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, hopefully they won't let the same mistake happen twice. So we'll see. 
We also had a couple listeners chime in on uh, the Screeners Podcast Facebook page. We had Omari Yasa who says Assassin's Creed was cheated, and I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, he also thinks that Kingdom Hearts could make a good movie, uh, <laughs> okay. which, uh, you know, maybe if it was animated, that could be cool. Uh, and then also Infamous, which uh, I'm not a big fan of those video games, uh, but those could be a different type of superhero movie. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Loomis says Portal, Half-Life, Mass Effect, and Fallout. Uh, and then Kevin Welch says he can only think of one Tetris, but only if Werner Herzog does the voice of the square piece. Uh, great, uh, <laughs> great pitch there. That would be so amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Just his voiceover for two hours as it descended slowly from the top of the screen. It turns to the right. <laughs> You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Well, thanks, everybody, for chiming in for our 100th episode. Uh, we Thank you so much for listening to all of these episodes and, and joining us on our social media. Uh, on Facebook, you can find us at The Screeners Podcast. On Twitter, it's at ScreenersCast. Uh, we couldn't do this show without you guys, so we really appreciate you sticking with us for 100 episodes. Our next episode is going to be a bonus covering Pacific Rim Uprising, and maybe if we can convince Chris to watch the original Pacific Rim again, we might be able to convince him to do that. And then you can find our next main event, which will be Ready Player One. We'll see you then. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.